0: and on the court
1: money's gotta be the shoes shoes shoes, shoes. shoes. you sure it's not the shoes i'm sure I'm right. money's gotta be the shoes
0: and here's your host jamel cutler
2: What up, what up? The revival of the Fresh Prince is here, so it's only right I link up with my boy, Jordan L Jones. What's up, my guy, how you doing?
1: What's good, man, what's good? What's good, Jay? good?
2: You good? <laughs> you good? Man, I'm good. I'm just glad that you're here. I'm glad that the revival of the Fresh Prince is here. I mean, you can't really ask for more.
1: I mean, you just took the words out of my mouth, man. I mean, me and, me and Morgan say this all the time. People, you know, people say he couldn't do this, man. People said he couldn't do this for real, so. I think that's the blessing in this, you know, when, you know, when I first got, got the role, you know, of course I was like fresh Prince, like that's lightning in a bottle. What are we about to do, are we about to, are we about to redo this classic sitcom that I'm watching right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm just glad that Morgan had the vision, um, and saw me and saw like, you know, somebody who, you know, is, is talented. And I'm glad he picked me as his jazz man, because I just feel like the show is so good and people want it to be so bad, you know, because they're like, ah, oh, Fresh Prince, I'm gonna give it a chance. But uh, if they don't do this and this, then it sucks. And then, then right when the trailer dropped, you saw everybody switch. They was like, oh snap. Wait, this is way different. This would be. And then episode one, they were like, whoa, episode one is really, hold on, let me watch episode two real quick. Like, you know, it's not just a show that I'm on and my friends are just supporting. They actually are in it, whether I'm on screen or not. And that that right there for a reboot, people keep calling it a reboot, it's not. It's a it's a retelling, it's a reimagining. So this whole entire process since September starts starting to shoot to end. It's been surreal, dog. It's been surreal.
2: And it's crazy to me like this whole thing started with basically a fan video. So like you can only imagine like what else is out there if, you know, if people like start paying attention to some of the up and comings out there.
1: That's crazy that you say that because, I mean, it kind of goes back to the fact that
2: people said he
1: couldn't do this, AKA like, and I know this sounds cliche, but when something on your heart, man, no matter what people say, I know it sounds cliche, but like go after it. A lot of, you know, maybe his friends or whatever was like, even before he got the camera and shot the concept video, he tells me all the time, he said, man, it just was on my heart. I don't know. But when God puts something on your heart, you don't question, you know? And he was like, dude, I have this vision for Bel Air and everything that happened. But like, if it really happened, not on some comedic, you know, some comedic stuff, and not on some, not on some old slapstick comedy. Like, no, what if he really got into that fight, and what kind of fight would it be, and why is his mom so scared, and instead of him coming to, you know, L.A. and being like, "Yo, I'm from Philly," everybody be like me, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, "Oh, he's the cool one." No, actually, he's the fish out of water. Like, how do I adapt? to this type of life that I have no, I've never seen this. I don't know how to navigate in this world. And it's, once again, instead of Jazz just being like his homeboy, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm the person that he meets and I'm kind of like his little piece of home because in the show, I'm from Compton. So, you know, West Philly, Compton, you know, we just inner city kids and we not like his family. So, and I'm a little older, so to be, to play that character in the Morgan Wright, Jazz more of like a guru. And I always say this and and, and Jabari and Simone are gonna laugh there they ever see this, but. But I always say that like, I'm like Will's Jiminy Cricket in the show. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I'm like, it's constant and you know, you can always get advice from your mom and your dad and stuff like that, but ain't nothing like some real mm-hmm. advice from somebody who's like your age kind of been through something that you've gone through recently. You know, parents always know best and everything, but you don't always want to tell your parents everything. It's kind of like, you want to tell your big bro something, you know? And I feel like I'm that character in the show. And I'm glad that kind of like Morgan wrote me like that because it's also It's kind of like that in real life. He's like my little brother, man, for real. But we got really close during the show.
2: Did you feel any pressure for this adaptation of the Fresh Prince to kind of live up to the original show? Or are you treating it like as a new show without the backstory?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that me and Jazz, me and DJ Jazz and Jeff characters is different. Of course, you know, I'm on here and I'm funny. You know, I know you've seen the episodes, but like I'm funny on here, but I'm not just funny. I'm not just... Come in doing a one-liner. Um, in the original, we already knew Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff as human beings were friends, so we didn't have to really introduce him because it's a sitcom. So when he came on the show the first time, everybody's clapping. They know what he is. He's Will's friend. We don't have to give him a backstory. Where'd you come from? We didn't have to do that. So to answer your question, at first, I was like, dang, like you know, am I supposed to like, you know, tune into like you know or tap into the uh, the old jazz, but. Because it's a drama, you can't, like, the situations and stuff that I'm in, that never happened in the first one. You know, I still have, like, the physicalities, you know, like, the shades and, you know, the swag, and, you know what I'm saying, Jays on it and, and all that. But at the same time, even talking to DJ Jazzy Jeff, I mean, one of the craziest things he said to me, well, actually, his son said it to me. He was like, dude, you made my family proud. And I was like, man, first of all, what? <laughs> I made your family proud. Like, this is crazy. Because, like, you know, I'm just trying to do my job. At the same time, when I met uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, you know, people ask him, like, what advice did he give me? And not to be cliche, but he was just like, man, you're killing it. Just keep doing this. Like, keep, because I don't, you know, all of our characters, we're not trying to tap into the old Carlton, the old jazz, the old, you know. And even with Jabari, Jabari's just like that. So if people be like, oh, yeah, he reminded me of Will. Like, he's not trying to do that. That's just who he is. You know, just a charismatic type guy. And my character is just who I am, honestly. We have great actors like you know, like Ollie. <laughs> people hate uh Carlton on the show, but I'm like, he's actually a great dude. I just was on the phone. <laughs> I was like, he's actually a great dude, he's like the homie, he's like the bro. And it's just so funny, like certain characters kind of have which is great, it just shows immense talent, especially for Ali to like kind of tap into this, like this in a way, sinister character uh with this character arc that people are gonna end up, they're gonna stop hating him after after a little bit. But for me, <laughs> but for me, I didn't have to tap in. DJ Jazzy Jeff and I didn't even want. To, I don't even want to say it was pressure because I'm really just being me, man. Letting the words. I'm bringing the words, you know, in the script to life. But even the scenarios and situations, like even with like Hillary and Jazz, I like it's different. Like I'm a player on this one, man. I'm a smooth cat on this one. You know, it's not like Hillary pushing me out the way all the time. Like watch out, Jazz, and like you know, this thirst. That was funny, but this not a comedy. So like this is real, and like how would it really go? And so um, pressure. Not so much because I'm kind of just, you know, doing me. Of course I have, you know, we've all seen Fresh Prince hundreds of times. So I have jazz already embedded in me, you know what I'm saying, in the back of my head. But I'm not like when I'm on set, like, okay, well, how would DJ Jazzy Jeff do this? You know, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just, I'm just being, and it's been working out so far, so.
2: (laughs) Do you think if the show would have had the same comedic aspect in this current adaptation that the show would've hit differently. And then like the criticisms would've like been coming down on you guys if it was a comedy instead of a drama.
1: Absolutely, I'm so, I I, I thank God every day that we didn't do a comedy. <laughs> I think that was one of the first things that, you know, and we talk, we talk about this like freely. We're like, dude, this was a comedy, like this is done. Like we're not about to, you're not about to redo the best show ever made. You just not. You're just not gonna do that, like comedic wise. Or we're gonna do a sitcom again, but instead of Will, we're gonna have such and such. Instead of jazz, it's like for what? It come on, every day still. And what would we need that for? Like for real. So I I thank God, and especially, you know, at at the beginning too, when I first got the audition, I really I wasn't entertained because Fresh Prince is my favorite show of all time, and I was like, no, I'm not trying to do this. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be a part of something, and then everybody's gonna just shit on it. Honestly, they're just gonna be like. Dude, what are they doing? This and that. And and, and even the backlash for the drama was, was similar until people saw Morgan's vision. But to answer your question, no, it would not. I don't think it will be successful. If we did all comedy, I do not think it will be successful. I don't.
2: Was Will Smith attached to this project at all? And did you have like any interactions with them?
1: Yeah, Will Smith is the executive producer and Quincy Jones. Right. So I think that's so great about the original because too... Will Smith is not going to attach himself to something that he knows is going to be trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, his name mm-hmm. is a part of it. So, like, you know, if you see, like, the trailer or if you see the billboard, it says, Will Smith and Westbrook Studios present Bel-Air. Like, his name is on the bill. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is a part of this. And I think what I love, too, about Will is he's not going to attach himself to something bad. But more importantly, I think what I love about him, and he's, he's not so hands-on, he saw Morgan's trailer in 2019, and was like, that's it. I've been wanting to do something Fresh Prince related and that's it right there. So when we started this and the budget came and, he, and we cast it and we said action for the first time, he's not like, oh, I want Will to be like this. And I, he's not directing or nothing. I love the fact that he actually is letting Morgan do everything. You know, I love the fact that he is, you know, he is hands on, but he like, I'll say he's hands off in a great way, you in know, a, in, a, in a phenomenal way where it's like, I trust what's going on. I'm not trying to touch it and mess nothing up because people will do that to a show. You know what I'm saying? People will be like, okay, and now you know we're NBC and we're going to say, okay, we like this show. But now that you're here, we're putting our writers on it and we're going to put our director here. And Morgan got a lot of creative control over that. And honestly, and that's why it's so good because everybody not touching it like that. He has this vision and it's like, I don't need all these people coming in telling me what to say or what to do, because that's not what got me here. Let me keep doing what I do. And if I mess up, then sure. But you know how Hollywood is, they'll throw people in and now you got a hundred writers in here that you never met. And Will was just that trust that he has in us, as artists, as in Morgan, as a creative. Um, I think that's the best thing you can do, especially for my idol, you know? to so for an idol, for somebody to come up to me during the premiere and be like, hey man, I really love what you're doing, man. Jazz is killer, man, one of my favorite characters. I'm like, did Will Smith just say that to me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. It's just, its a crazy feeling, man. I'm so glad that he's letting, kind of us be us and kind of make a name for ourselves without him being, you know,
2: so hands on. At any point, can we expect any of the original cast members to like make a cameo appearance?
1: Oh, you gotta just watch and see, man. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta just watch. You what episode you on? You on four? Just keep watching, man. You gotta yeah. keep watching. Y'all gonna see some, Y'all gonna see a couple surprises in here, man. I, I can tell you that for sure.
2: Uh, all right. So did any of the original castmates, like, give you their blessing on the show?
1: Well, you know, like, and no disrespect, but I don't think, like, we needed their blessing, really, but, <laughs> but uh <laughs> no, 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 for real, I, 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 I'm just kind of, I'm playing around, and you know, I'm a comedian, but mm-hmm. at the same time, when we met them, you know, Will's mom from the original, she just came up to me and grabbed my face and kissed me, and she said, you're excellent. And it wasn't about a blessing, but it was about, um, I can't even think of the word right now, but it's about like that. The affirmation is, is more of what they gave. And I think that was more important because Will Smith, he was going to do this anyway, you know? And I'm sure that everybody, especially from the original cast, believe in Will Smith, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he knows what he's doing. We've seen his work. We've seen, you know what I'm saying? He nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. right now. If you haven't watched it, go watch King Richard. But anyway, um, <laughs> but but not just a blessing. That's not, what we kind of wanted. We just wanted y'all to see what we did and as the old cast, not be like, Oh, I was trash. Y'all can never be like us. It wasn't like that. This is a whole different show. So for after the premiere, for everybody just to be clapping and hugging and looking at us, going like, Man, you're brilliant. Tatiana Ali going up to us, be like, This is phenomenal. That's what we do it for. You know what I'm saying? So not so much as a blessing, but an affirmation you know we were waiting on that we're waiting for original cast to be like what do you think you know what do you think because we know will likes it you know what i'm saying so it's okay what do you like what do you think and uh and and they all loved it and i'm i'm so grateful that they that we did our thing and that they loved it
2: when i was watching episode three or four when you guys was at the um when you guys was at the party and will had punched a white boy in the face Mm -hmm. he beat him up um Mm -hmm. and the guy got and a guy got a restraining order. Like back in my day, if you get beat up, you just take your L, and move on. Yeah. And To me, Hell yeah. That's that's like is society like this soft like right now?
1: No, it's not. And I think that I think that was a you know that was written in there to kind of show, um you know me me as as a kid from L. A. You know I went to public school, so that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, I I don't know if you can tell, but my eye kind of swollen, I got a bow to the face who was playing basketball. I'm not, you know, it it ain't no, I'm not covering it up or nothing. You just take that and whatever. I got interviews, you take it, it is whatever. I think that it was a testament to showing his world changing. I come from West Philly, we fought on the court. Like the only way that was gonna stop this fight was the cops, boom, cops gave me police brutality, all that, now I'm in jail. Now you come to this school and you punch one dude and this white dude, because I mean, like, this is what we're trying to play on. Like, this white washed school. Carlton is, you know, I haven't said, I'm like your sunken place cousin, because Carlton's like in the sunken place, you letting your white place say, nigga, you're like, you tripping dog. And so the restraining order is, that's not the society that we live in, but that's Bel Air Academy and how soft they are. And, and will is hard. So you call me a nigga, I'm sucking once. That's it. You get a restraining order filed against me. Like. What is this? But he can't be like that because he's the fish out of the water. He can't be like, hey, this nigga soft. There's nobody to agree with him. Everybody's just like, oh my God, a restraining order? Oh my God. And I can attest to that because I, I went from a public school to a private school where certain stuff that like, I was like, that's not even a big thing. Like I'll give you a quick example. Like, you know, I'm black. Like I grew up, you know, like my mom, I used to get whoopings, but I was a bad little kid. Like that's normal. It's, that's normal for me. Like that's not a, my mom is bad or nothing like that. Like my grandma would whoop me. Messing up the house, got it. I don't think about it, so, and not thinking about it, talking to my white friends, they're like, oh my God, this happened? And I'm like, yeah, they ended up, this is a funny story, my mom sees this, they ended up calling my mom to the school, she was like, yeah, I heard he's getting, you know, such and such at home, I just wanna make sure he's okay. And I'm even like, they're like, whoa, whoa, no, I didn't say that, I just (laughs) thought it was normal, because I'm saying it out loud, like, this is normal, like, we kids, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like And for it to be like that, so I, I like that scene resonated with me because I'm like, man, so does that, so I don't fly. I thought that was like a normal thing. Like I'm from Inglewood, like we in Brentwood, but I'm from Inglewood. Like this is normal. We come home and we, we go to school the next day and we laugh about, man, I got whooped last night, man. What? I stay with the thing to the floor and well, she throw my ass up, you know? And I'm saying this at a school. So it's just shedding light on like how different it is. But society is not soft, but in this Bel Air Academy world, it's really soft. And they're not used to a Philly dude talking trash, punching them. They're used to getting away with everything, especially saying the N-word. So, you know, I wouldn't say it's soft, but it's shedding light on certain soft areas.
2: Another theme on this show is um, drugs and like being as opiates mm-hmm. are kind of running rampant right now. And I seen Carlton, he was, what was he sniffing? Um, Xanax, or, Xanax or something, yeah. And on the Xanax original or show, yeah. <laughs> And on the original show, like, um, remember he had OD'd on on, on some pills? Oh, oh, or speed, another?
1: speed, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to wish death for nobody in real life or on the show, because mm. that's how you guys make, make money. But if the yeah. character Carlton kind of OD'd on this show, I wouldn't feel bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yo! Yo, I got to tell Ali to watch this interview. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying. I am. I think that, um, number one, I think that's a testament to how good of an actor he is because, you know, you watch a lot of stuff, characters are supposed to be evil, but you don't feel that way. Like, I'm, we're looking at Twitter together and he's like, man, I love it. Like, he's like, I love it because people hate me. They hate my guts, but they wouldn't hate my guts if I wasn't good at portraying this guy who you want his guts to be hated. You know, so because he's really like the nicest guy ever, like the nicest guy ever. And it's so funny when you say this. He's like, he's like nicer than me, like for real. Like, he's way like just the nicest guy. Like, the other day, like, I was talking about like just this, you know, and I'm we playing basketball, like, hit, like, you know what I'm saying, caught a bolt to the face, boom. He was like, dude, do you need anything? I can bring you some food. And I'm like, bro, I'm good. Like, you know, he's that nice. So the character he plays is so opposite, but I mean, he's so good at it. Um, I think that he's, you know, I think also as you continue watching the season when, it, when we're talking about drug use and, you know, all this stuff, I think that like, you know, especially because, you know, in the original, it's like, okay, you overdose on speed. That was that episode, the speed episode. This is a character arc thing that you'll see. You'll end up seeing, you know, no spoilers, but you'll end up seeing why why Carlton's the way that he is. And not saying that you'll feel some remorse for him because I told him this, I was like, hey, dude, once you let white people say, nigga, honestly, I, I think he, he, mm-hmm. it's,
0: it's, it's down here. <laughs>
1: It's down here from there, man, it's it's down here from there. You didn't, you didn't say, Hey, stop, chill. You didn't play it off. He was like, what? He can say, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. But you'll see why, like Carlton's not just doing things just because of, okay, we're going to make Carlton like this asshole character. No, there's a reason why he's acting like this. It's about, I mean, mean, even without giving spoilers, because the first four episodes are out, but like, you can even see, like, you know, he's just trying to, he's just trying to be accepted. And not in school, but like by his family, you know, you know, like you know, it doesn't seem when his dad is like, you know, I bought this hoop, he's playing with Will outside his dad, Uncle Phil is playing with Will outside, and he's like, yo, I uh, I bought this hoop for Carlton, but he fell in love with like lacrosse and race cars. And then and then and then, and then so Carlton kind of let his dad down in that way, because you know, Pases, I want you to hoop, and he's like, ah, and just him navigating and then Will comes and takes his girl. It's like honestly, these things will piss anybody off, if you if you want to be honest. Like not to his extent and letting people say niggas and stuff like that, but basically to cut it short, he's doing everything for a reason. And you'll find out those reasons as, as you keep on watching the season.
0: A VPN is a must have if you want protection in your online activities. Whether it's buying sneakers, looking at the latest scores, buying concert tickets, or streaming your favorite shows, Surfshark VPN has you covered. Surfshark has wide range of support for most popular video game consoles this coupled with unrestricted use on any number of devices make this the best vpn on the market today my favorite thing about surfshark is that you can use it anywhere in the world on multiple devices so if you love your streaming as much as i do then you'll be amazed at surfshark's excellent streaming performance and polished interface go to surfshark.deals forward kicks and use promo code kicks That's promo code KICKZ and save an astounding 83%. That's only $2.49 a month. Oh, did I mention that you get three months free? Yes, three months free. For this great price, you get an ad blocker, two-factor authentication, unlimited device support, an independent audit, and most important, peace of mind when you're surfing on the internet. Who wouldn't pay for extra internet security? I know how much Surfshark has protected me and my family, and now Surfshark can do the same for yours. Once again, go to surfshark.deals forward slash kicks and use the promo code KICKS. That's K-I-C-K-Z. And don't pass up on this amazing opportunity.
2: What type of feedback have you gotten about that locker room scene? Because that shit had me heated, boy.
1: (laughs) I think the best part about that is that, number one, you know, we're going out and we're watching this with like different audiences. So I've seen the first episode like literally 16 times. So of course the first time we're watching it, we already know kind of what's coming and we're like, damn. But to watch it, like we did like this little Bel Air mansion, like influencer house. So we have like hundred people, you know, influencers watching it, but we're in the front watching. And then so like the scene before, you know how they transition to the scene, they'll start the music before they start the scene. So we'll say some line and there's like, y'all little beans, holla at me. And chewing on some hot nigga. If everybody, like, because everybody's like kind of drinking and stuff like that, got up and started dancing, like singing hot nigga, like the crowd. And in my head, I'm like, oh, they have no idea what's coming. <laughs> so I, I saw them be like, "Like I have no went out like, oh, and everybody got silent and like, ain't no way he did that. And just seeing the crowd reaction was OD. Yeah. He's, he's getting, a, he's getting a lot of hate, but. He's a good sport about it. He knows that he, mm-hmm. you know, he knows how to separate that. And I and I hope and hopefully everybody else do. Like, you know, hopefully oh, he's not getting death threats in the street. Cause he's a good dude, man. He really is. But you know, <laughs> that's his character. That's his character, man. But yes, I was hot. The first time I saw it, I was like out of my body. Cause like I know y'all, you know, like I know all the all the cast. So we we're watching it together. And I take that away when I'm watching it for the first time. I'm just gonna watch it for what it is. And I was heated. I was living. And then when Will was like, he just pauses and he's just like, "Nigga, you a clown, bro?" I just felt that. Like, it wasn't like I have to yell at you. I don't have to punch you or nothing. It's just like, bro, we can never be cool. Like, we can never. Like, you're not even. You're not even a real nigga. You're not. And so that part resonated with me crazy. But you, you'll see. You'll you'll see if you continue watching season one, and, and you know honestly season two. You know don't ever stop watching this. But you'll you'll see. Why things happen, you'll see why characters act a certain way. You'll start seeing some backstory, this and that. So um, I'm excited for y'all to keep hating Carlton or to change.
2: And what's going on with Jeffrey? Because through the first four episodes, I haven't seen him cook a dish, iron a shirt. And to me, <laughs> like him and Uncle Phil, they're giving me Mecca and Chef vibes from power.
1: I'll say I'm glad you brought that because for some reason some people don't watch power. I'm like, you don't watch power? What are you talking about? But yes. <laughs> I would say that is a great, great analogy. Great analogy. You know, as, as he introduces himself to me when I first pull up to the mansion, he's house manager, and Morgan didn't want that. Morgan didn't, you know, we're trying to shed light on Black excellence, different types of Black people. You got the hood Black dude, you got me and Will, you know what I'm saying? You got Hillary, you know, uh, Hillary calls him, you know, Lisa, all that because from this Bella life. You know, we got the parents of like wealth. And not whitewash world, but just like wealth, and people are looking down on them because they worked hard, you know, to live where they are. And then you got Jeffrey, who's like from the UK, shedding a light on a on a different um, on a different area of Black people. But all just expressing Black excellence. And what Morgan didn't want to do was do what they did at first and like make Jeffrey this butler, kind of like knock on some something to throw away. He actually is like Phil's best friend, his confidant, and like you said, in a way. Um, Mecca and uh, the other Asian guy or whatever it was, what's, what's the, what's his uh, character's name?
2: The chef, that was the, the chef. chef.
1: Got you, got you, yeah. the chef, yeah, sorry, the chef. But it's like, yeah, I do certain things around the house, but that's not why I'm really here. And once again, no spoilers. You have to continue watching to see, you know, kind of where Jeffrey is actually coming from and why, you know, when did they become friends and why, and why he lives there, you know, like, all that is going to be explained so uh i'm excited for for everybody yeah. to, co- to continue watching
2: and uncle phil he's kind of giving me ghost vibes too kind of like he <laughs>
1: yeah i mean like uncle <laughs> phil you know i'm not gonna say he has secrets or anything but uncle phil is the man of the house and right now you know as he's running for district attorney you know and and this is something that kind of kind of happens in life for real i mean JC, jc says this profound quote and he was like people you know you. You, you get big or whatever, and people say you change. And he's like, you, I mean, of course I change. You think I work this hard to stay the same? Like, for real? And like, you think I'm about to be on the block all day like I was selling crap? Like, you think, oh, because I'm a mogul now, I'm supposed to be back on the block but he just posted. And from episode three, you can see that with the Yamakra episode and him pledging uh, Alpha. And the fact that, like, everybody's looking down on him, like, you used to do this, and you used to do this. And when he's on the Big Boy Neighborhood show too, and they're talking about, you used to do this, and you used to, oh yeah, but hey, I. Hey, he's like, you have a big house too. The big boy's like, yeah, but I run it for district attorney. And then they're also asking about how much money he makes and all this stuff. And all that stuff just comes with working hard. So if you're going to be, you know, frowned upon for that, you know, he's dealing with that as a man, you know, you know, he still believes in his, you know, in his fraternity brothers and everything, but he comes to the event and they kind of give him the cold shoulder. Why? Because I'm rich. (laughs) I mean, what do you want me to do? You want me to just not be successful? You know, I'm busy. I got a family, like I'm running for district attorney. And y'all really holding that against me. So his character is honestly one of my favorite characters, especially because he's as a black man. You know, I aspire to be a black man who gets up wealthy. And I'm sure people are gonna be like, "Yeah, Jordan changed." And it's like, I mean, I mean, what you what you want me to do? Like, what you want me to do? Hang out in Inglewood all day every day? Like, I gotta continue this for my family, for for generation. So, and then also, um, you know, no spoilers, but you like, you'll you'll see, you know, some other stuff that feel like kind of got up a sleeve and. You know certain you know his perspective on certain things and um and kind of his connections as well
2: part of what made the original fresh prince into the iconic series that it is was the fashion and the sneakers that that will and jazz wore. like which sneakers can we expect to see in this adaptation of the fresh prince
1: you can see a lot first of all you're gonna see a lot of j's you're gonna see a lot of j's a lot of j's um of course in the first Fresh Prince, it was you know, similar, obviously. But at the same exact time, you know, we kind of wanted to keep that. And also because of history, like Jay's never went out of style. There was no reason to like switch up that shoe. when he is, I think I think a cool homage to the Fresh Prince. Will's iconic in the, in the original, you know, he had the Air Force sixes, you know, ones. He had the, the uh, like the the regular, the regular pods, like the original fives. But Will, before he plays his game, I think that's episode three, he pulls out these spots from the box. He's like, yeah, these are the ones. And he's like talking to them like, okay, you wanna help me drop 30 at night? Like he's talking to the shoe. But the shoe, the design of the shoe is actually the Fresh Prince shoe, like the fives that were made a few years ago. Um, so we're just paying homage to the fact that like, you know, Will Smith, the original wore fives and we're wearing, we're kind of wearing the same exact shoes. You even see on me, like, you know, I got ones on. The shoe, the shoe game is, is, is great in this for real. Um, i mean you'll you'll even see in an episode you're gonna see some off whites in there like yeah like we really we really and we and we kept we we made sure that it was real like that too like Jabbar was like yeah like i want to wear some off whites for this one you know i want to wear some ones for this and i I love that about wardrobe too because a lot of times wardrobe shows they just have something preset for you but our wardrobe people are literally like okay so like really like of course we know your character so we have like all these options but like what do you want to wear and I could be like, yeah, like they'll hit me up and be like, yo, season two, what do you wanna wear? I was like, I mean, I want ones, twos, I need threes, fives, I need 11s. And they're like, okay, great, we'll start looking. So like, they let us have creative control because also we gotta stick stick with the culture, like, cause this is current. So like, what are people actually wearing now? You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I'm trying to be different or anything. No, like people wear J's. People never stop wearing J's ever. <laughs> so we're not about to stop either.
2: A lot of people are rocking Yeezys, man, and like and before I was a Nike guy by affiliation. But Yeezys, that's one of the most comfortable sneakers that I ever wore. Like, can we expect to see some of the cast rocking some Yeezys?
1: It's Nike over, it's checks over stripes, though. What are you talking about? No, I'm playing I'm <laughs> playing dog. Honestly, um uh, man, I love Yeezys too. I got three pairs of Yeezys. I think that if you do see and this is nothing against like adidas or anything i think that our characters kind of just stick to what we stick to and so like uncle phil is not wearing jordans and adidas that's just not his character he has a suit on like every time hillary she's wearing like a lot of designer stuff you know she's popping probably probably not Ali, same. you know he's wearing you know he's kind of like the white boy he's not really wearing no fives or like no yeezys or stuff like that but for me and will and this isn't a, a against Yeezy or anything. This is just uh, our characters and our characters, you know, street. You know, we we'll, we we'll were rock J's. Like our characters were rock J's. Yeah, he from Philly. Um, we, I think we're just trying to get that established too, especially in the shoe culture. They're like, "Hey, Jays is still in style. This is how we rock. We got the off-white J's. We got the off-white Fives. We got the off-white Ones. And uh, we, we'll probably." throwing some Yeezys. We probably will. You'll, you'll definitely see some Yeezys, but like maybe season two.
2: What's in your sneaker rotation right now?
1: We're gonna start off with this. Like we're gonna we gonna start off with you know we got the chunky dunkies. You know we had to get these. uh you know we had you know we had to get the Travises and then boom we got we got the whole we got the whole collection. right now we got all the J's you know I got the J's we got the Sixes on the bottom row we got the fours, we got the we got the elevens from 09 with the yellow bottoms. We got fives, we got the Bugs Money Sevens right here. We got the off-white ones. Like, don't play with me. Like my shoe collection is crazy. We got we got the other Travis's right here. You know what I'm saying? The fragments. You know, we got the regular our OG breads. OG breads. We got the unions. You know, we got Versace's, We got the Sakai's. Balenciaga's off-whites. You know the list the list kind of goes on and on man my my, my shoe game is impeccable
2: <laughs> are those the red are are those the red October's i see
1: no those are just valenciagas <laughs> oh, I, 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 I was about
2: to and say
1: a, a shoe that some people might like this is one of my favorite shoes because now you can rock them right. but the original carmelo anthony's the carmelo 1.5s people like whatever I, I know i know <laughs> and when i bring like you get, You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I got all the Yeezys and everything. All that is cool. All of that is cool. But when you bring out certain shoes, there's like, damn, I ain't seen them since Mellow Rock then. It's a a different feeling. It's a different feeling.
2: (laughs) Hey, I see you, young PJ Tucker.
1: Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, PJ Tucker different. PJ Tucker got shoes than (laughs) the actual person. I don't know if you saw that one one interview, but like when he played on the Bucks when they went to the finals, he had on a Giannis, like the, the threes. And Giannis was like, bro, I've never seen this color. (laughs) He was like, like, how did you get those before me? He's like, Hey man, this PJ Tucker, man, you gotta give him everything.
2: I seen your Travis Scott's like, do you think Trav has the best collab out right now?
1: I do, because I mean, I think that he, I think he figured it out. I think what he figured out is that, you know, let's, let's, let's be real. And some people can like argue here and there, but what I'm saying is almost common knowledge. It's kind of like the difference between like. Bron and Jordan, like if I if I make an argument for Bron is the best, even if you think Jordan's the best, you are gonna hear me out. You gonna you be like, okay, I hear what you're saying, but no, but you're not saying to blasphemous statement. I think the best one, I mean the best Jordans, are ones, elevens, mm-hmm. fours, fives, and threes. Twos are cool and everything, you know. So actually got also. Got, oh yeah, hold on, can't can't I can't I can't go can't can't go without showing sure, you know. You know we had to get the off-white twos, You know what I'm saying? Oh,
2: the off-white bowling shoes.
1: Hey, hey. <laughs> see, see how you said that? See how you said that? <laughs> so everyone knows that the best shoe for real, the best Jordans. And even though I said like five pair, mm-hmm. the best ones are like the ones in the 11s, for real. People love the 11s to look, and ones go with everything. Everybody can rock one. So I think Travis figured that out, and just made a couple little minor little. I'm gonna switch the swoop change the colors. I think he just, sometimes you just have to, sometimes you just figure it out. It's not like he created a whole new shoe or anything. He kept the design Mm -hmm. of the shoe and really just switched the Nike's on and keep it a (laughs) buck and the the colors. And I I love, I I love all of it. Like I got three pairs of Travis's as you saw, but
2: when Travis had that unfortunate you know, accident at his concert a few months ago. I felt bad for the victims, but there was a part of of me that kind of wanted Travis to get kind of somewhat canceled so the value of his sneakers can um go down.
1: (laughs) I never I never even thought about that man. Hey man, I love Travis (laughs) He was like, man, please and and honestly I thought that was gonna happen. Not because you know I wished it or anything, but I just thought that was gonna happen because that's what happens in life. You do certain things and then certain people don't like you anymore. And because of that, your price of your, your stock kind of goes down. And it, and I think the saddest part about that is, you know, like rest in peace to the victims and everything. But, you know, you know, Travis didn't want it, you know, obviously didn't do that on purpose. You know, he could have thought better. He could have, he should have thought better. you know, he should have, he should have, you know, staged that better everything. He should have, you know, took more time, you know, with talking to like, you know, in a way like the stage managers and the people who created the set, he should have done those things. And, uh, but I don't think that Travis Scott is like an evil person and he's very remorseful. He would never wish his fans, stuff like that to happen to his fans. It was a very unfortunate event that happened. And, you know, rest in peace to all, you know, people who passed away and their families. Um, but but that is that is funny that you say that because I thought that as well. Um, but I guess Travis is like, you know, Travis's shoes are so great, man. I mean, and they're ones, man. I mean, like everybody wear ones. You can... You wear ones with anything, you really can't. You can't wear twos or mm. everything. You can't, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, I'm gonna pick the best shoe. And isn't it so funny how like people's first shoe is their best shoe? Like, mm. <laughs> like I think with Kobe, like the Kobe ones, I thought those were his best shoe. And same with Braun. Braun, his first ones, the Zoom Generations. I think that's his best shoe.
2: The only Kobe's I that I own is the fade to black ones. When he retired, Oh, word. Like 20, yeah, those, yeah. those are the only Kobe's I ever brought.
1: I have, I have those Kobe's, but I have the all-star version of those, So that they're like the bottom, like lights up. Like it's OD, the bottom yeah. is glow in the dark. So like when I'm hooping and I have my cars in the dark, I'm hooping at night, when I come in the gym or whatever, they're like glowing.
2: <laughs> Drake had a pretty good sneaker run too. Like I wish his X Nike line would have kind of continued a little bit. Yeah,
1: I think he, I think he has those shoes coming up. The Air Max is dumb. Cause he's been rocking them. I think he has like an Air Max coming up. They're like a puffy white shoe. I don't know if you've even seen these.
2: Nah, I don't think so.
1: Drake, Air Max, I'm trying to see the name see. of it. Yep, Drake, there's 775 on StockX. They're called, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them up to the screen too. They're like Nocta, the, the Hot Step Air Terra. I don't know if you've seen these.
2: You see them right here? Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, so he, he dropped no those yeah and these are these are solid i would rock these i mean they're white you know you can rock them with anything, but, you know.
2: they kind of they kind of look like twos a little bit <laughs> they do i they mean key look, look like high
1: top twos just a little bit just with the simplicity of it the tools <laughs> the they're not that bad
2: skin. i mean like i like the don c twos i got both pairs those are you don't like you don't like the off, off-white twos Nah, nah. I, I, if they were like high top, I probably would have accepted them. Really, honestly, I, I,
1: don't, I don't like the high tops. I like the I like the low tops. I like those. It, it's so funny. There's different shoes where you like the high or you like the low, and you just don't yeah. like them. So like, even with like uh, ones, you like them all. You just don't like mids. You don't like mids. <laughs> like you gotta wear nah, high some mids alright. Some some mids okay. But you wear jeans, so you don't, so you don't see that tag, so niggas don't clown you. You got the mids on, but the twos I don't like them high. I like them low. I hate the low top elevens. Like you better you better get the regular elevens. Like people wear the oh, lows. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, oh, i Yeah. I'm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's so interesting right. how certain, depending on the shoe one is like a no-go and then one is like yes you gotta wear those
2: as long as they don't make lows in the 13 i'm all right oh
1: yeah yeah no 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 that's not no please no
2: yeah <laughs> that shit would be trash no
1: it'll be tragic oh my god i know that's... it's
2: coming up eventually but
1: <laughs> literally you, know, you just... know everybody just can't keep you know it's, it's, it's like it's like the fresh press man you can't just leave it alone man you gotta do something <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, New Balance—they don't get a lot of love on these sneaker streets, but they like been recently. Been yeah, especially especially a lot new, of yeah, heat,
1: exactly. Their new releases have been OD. Uh, I got a couple homegirls who work for New Balance. They're trying to send me some stuff right now, actually. And uh, yeah, all their new stuff is heat. I think they're collabing more with people too. I think that's why. Because I mean, like you mm-hmm. know, New Balance—that's really the original like dad shoe. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, oh, I'll rock these, I'll rock these out. Like for real, I will rock these.
2: Word man, uh, Teddy Saints took them to whole new heights.
1: Hey, for real, huh? I was about to say, okay, so what year was that when he he came in?
2: I think like last year, 2020. Okay, about to say it wasn't, it couldn't
1: have been that long ago. Yeah, nah. Nah, okay, for sure, for sure.
2: So what's your hoop game like right now?
1: I actually, like, actually hoop, like. They try to play with me on mm-hmm. set. Like, they try to play around with me. Like like I actually don't do this. And I'm like, hey, this ain't mm-hmm. this ain't no TV show stuff. Like if you want to lace them <laughs> up, we can get a lace. Like we can get a lace. I got a strap. Like I, I like I hoop in high school and college. I didn't hoop for my college. Like I didn't go D1, but I went to D1 schools. And I just would hoop every day. I hoop like two three times a week. So like, I'm in a hoop mm-hmm. shape. And like Jabari would talk, try to talk trash to me I like Morgan, and I'm like honestly. Y'all don't have to say nothing, just lace them up because like, once we get on this court, I'm really hitting you with the tween, tween, he's behind the back, skip through that lane for lane. Like it's really, <laughs> it's really not a competition. <laughs> They'd be like, oh yeah, we should all play. I'm like, y'all actually don't want to see me. I'm just
2: being real. So how many points are you putting up at the NBA all-star celebrity game because that's one of, that's one of my dreams. I need to do that. Because I seen the competition level and I think I could put up a good <laughs> 10 points. Do I can put up like
1: 25. Like honestly, one of my boys, shout out to my boy B Dot, B dot A dot. He does like the Instagram impersonations. Um, mm-hmm. but like he's a celebrity, he, he goes into celebrity games, but like he actually hoops, like he hooped overseas and everything. So like that's the best player I've seen in the celebrity games. Everybody else is like you're there dribbling and I'm like, man, I'm trying to get in this game because I can actually go to work. Like I can actually hit somebody with some oh snap. Oh, he can hoop type. You know, they're having fun and stuff out there, but I'm like, man, every time I see that game, and I love all those <laughs> all those actors and actresses mm-hmm. and all those celebrities, obviously, but I'm like, man, I deserve to be up there, man, because I'm better than everybody on there.
2: All right, so say if you're hooping, game's on the line, you got the ball, and your teammate kind of just takes the ball from you like Halton did on the original Fresh Prince. What's going on in the locker room?
1: Oh yeah, he getting slapped, straight up. If I got the ball and I'm hot, just say I got like, we're the Celebrity All-Star game and I got 22 and you're trash, but like you want the ball and you come and take it, it's the Celebrity All-Star game, so like it doesn't really matter. So you can like, I'm not gonna like run back after you take the ball from me on some cough and stuff. But if you miss that shot, oh, I'm chewing you out. I'll be like, did you really come up to me and take the ball out of my hands dog, like for real? And then do a call in there and like, and then air ball and lose the game for us? So you would rather somebody it's kind of like with braun like braun always like makes the right decision and sometimes like that person's not ready for that moment so we triple team by three people boom it to the most open man on the court and they miss and lose and i'm like you can't get mad at braun ever because he made the best play possible but sometimes I'm like bro i wish he would just shoot that over everybody <laughs> because even if you miss because you have 50 no one's gonna care you know what i'm saying but you know you can't you can't hate you can't hate on that, but like, you know like I'm saying that to say like the right basketball play is the right basketball play, but sometimes like if somebody's hot, you rather live and die by him or her. You know.
2: <laughs> All right, so if LeBron's being triple team, he passed up he passed to the open man, the open man shoots it and he misses it. Why is it Westbrook?
1: And why is the answer Westbrook? Oh my god, dog. Yeah. <laughs>
2: hey,
1: hey, shout out to Russell Westbrook. I love Russell, man. You know, I mean the thing is, the thing is, I think Westbrook is having, you know, for himself too. I think, you know, he's not having his, his, you know, most important season. But one thing that people have to um, our most, you know, legendary season away, but but as a hooper, you don't, you know, you know, people have like you know short memories, but like as a hooper you don't. So at the end of the day, Russell Westbrook is a Hall of Famer. He's always like been one of my favorite players. It's his tenacity and stuff. And just right now, he's just off right now. And like that happens in basketball, you be off. So I'm not going to like trash Russell Westbrook. Or, like like, for It's not like he out there trying to miss, you know what I'm saying? He's not. He's a good dude. He's a professional athlete. So I mean, like, and LeBron would say this too, like if he's open and I pass Russell Westbrook the ball and he missed it, I'll keep passing him the ball, man. I'm going to make the right play every single time. And I got enough faith for my teammates,
2: for real. And people miss shots, man. People miss shots. I think it can work out for Westbrook in um, L.A. if he comes off the bench because I don't think he could play with Brian.
1: I'm not a coach, so I don't really even know all that. I really don't. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Russell don't get enough credit when he do well. I think, you know, especially as, as being Laker fans, too. They're like, those games are open up 35-11-9 or something. and We're not talking about it. And that's fine. But it's like, don't talk about a thing. Don't talk about when he has a bad game. And I'm not saying we can't talk about him having a bad game because we're fans. We're supposed to do that. But, like, You know, Russell Westbrook is a human being who's a Hall of Famer, who was an MVP, who averaged a triple-double over Oscar Robinson. Like, let's not be stupid. Yes, he's in a slump and whatever you want to call it, but like, what are the facts? You know what I'm saying? We're going to say Russell Westbrook is trash. Like, no, you're never going to say Russell Westbrook is trash. Russell Westbrook would give us all 58 in six minutes. Um, You know, I'm not Russ, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know what's going through his head or you know what I'm saying? Why why the slump is happening? Anything could be, be happening. But one thing I'm not gonna do as a fan is like give up faith, you know what I'm saying? In, in this man, like that's my, hey, hey, with Terrell, i want to say, that's my quarterback. Like that's my teammate, man. That's that's my teammate, man, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, rider, I'm a ride or die. I mean, I kind of hear what you're saying. Like maybe he came off the bench, but like, we'll have to see. Because sometimes like my friends say stuff and I'm like, well, we're not at practice. And he's starting, so clearly we don't know everything. It'll be different. you're like, man, I think he's going to the bench, man. I'll be at all the practices, and I know exactly all the sets. It's like, no, you can't do that. You're not there. You know, you know, you you don't you don't know what's going on. Oh, I think such and such to start. He's better. Well, how do you know? Because the coach see all of them play every single day, and he's not starting. So,
2: the coach for the Lakers, Frank Vogel, like he's public enemy number one right now, and Rob Palenka is public enemy number two because he ain't do nothing at the trade deadline. Like what's going on with with that roster, man?
1: I think man, you know what's crazy about that? And like keep it short and sweet. I think people always just look for somebody to blame. And somebody you know, when when things are going bad, people look for somebody to blame and so it's inevitable. Like I'm sure they're used to it. It's Russell Westbrook's fault, it's Rob Pelican's fault, it's Frank Vogel's fault. It ain't nobody's fault, it's everybody's fault together, okay? The game plan's gotta be better. The playing gotta be better. Also the injuries, you know what I'm saying? Kendrick Nunn no, ain't playing. Also, you know, we got we got we got some older players on our team. We got AD getting hurt. It's like we ain't even had no chance to really gel and mesh like that. You know what I'm saying? So it is a group effort. A team means a team. It is not one player is the reason why we're losing games. It's not. No matter how many shots Russell Westbrook missed, that you know that, that people want to blame him. No matter how many game winners Braun passed to the right person and they miss. No matter how many times AD gets injured, and people are like, man, I just wish he was dusted injured. it's like you think he's trying to get injured. Like no, like you know, like Frank Vogel a coach. Like we won with Frank Vogel. Now all of a sudden we lose. Is Frank Vogel the problem? It's like we just, won, we just won a championship with the same dude, and we're like, man, we love it. So I think that when stuff is going bad, we you gotta point the finger at somebody. I get it. It's human nature. But me, I'm just like, bro, it's as a collective. Like they gotta get together as a collective and be like, "Yo, what is we doing, y'all?" Rob Palinka, Frank Mogul, Ron A. B. Russ, the the water boy, the towel man, <laughs> the the, the, the <laughs> you know the people in the back, everybody, man. Assistant coaches need to get together. Like, hey, what is the plan? What are we doing? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna point fingers at one person because it's not one person's fault while you lose a basketball game.
2: I was watching the All Star game the other day, and they and like some of the former Lakers that are still alive, who was on the Top 75 team. They all took a picture, and it killed me, man, not to see Kobe there.
1: It's crazy. I'm going to show you this. Kobe's on my wall right here. Kobe's there. Kobe is my – if you ask me who the goat is, I say Kobe. Kobe is the greatest player of all time. Kobe, I grew up on Kobe. Kobe is um, – man, it's like I'm almost getting emotional. Kobe is like my aspiration. When I don't want to do stuff, I, I just look at his pictures around. Kobe is is, is the best player of all time. And, you know, people would say, Michael Jordan, LeBron, that's fine. That's your best player. But my goal is Kobe, just for what he still for, for his adversity of being like a, a lot of people say, I want to be like Mike, if I could be like Mike, everybody was trying to be like Mike. He was the only nigga to do it, like to actually replicate, like actually be such a ferocious dog and put his mind to something and sacrifice so many things to be just as good and to me, even better. And my, like, he had a better jumper than Michael Jordan. I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, you, I mean, you can look it up. He had a better three-point percentage than Michael Jordan. I mean, it is the, the truth. So I just feel like Jalen Rose says this. He said, if Michael Jordan is the original, then Kobe is the remix, baby. And it's, <laughs> and it's like literally the remix. Like, back new and improved. Yes, there's similarities, but you see the differences. You also see a lot of similarities, but you see the differences. And I think that as a basketball player, I'm more of that type of fan. I'm a LeBron James fan, but I'm more of a like dog fan. You gotta be a dog. Like, like you know, I like there's two different types of players and, and, and you can win with both of them. You know, Bron is one of the best players to ever play the game. Probably the most, I mean, statistically, he's the best basketball player ever. Um, But, you know, I'll put it this way. Like Steph Curry is the best shooter ever, but he don't shoot like you're taught to shoot. So sometimes the best players on the court don't do everything by the book, you know? And not saying like LeBron does, LeBron is ridiculous, but like Kobe didn't do everything by the book. He was like, forget that, everybody watch out, I'm gonna win this game by myself. And just that mentality, like that mentality, sometimes it doesn't show up in the stats, but you can see it, like who's the most feared on the court. And I felt that with Kobe. And Kobe just let this next generation to Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Devin Booker, you can just name, everybody gonna say Kobe, Giannis, Kobe. Mm-hmm. Kobe, KD, Kobe. It's Bean. If I get a dog, I'm naming him Bean.
2: <laughs> I think Devin Booker has the, the best shot to kind of replicate what Kobe did in, in his career. True. Out of those uh, eyes.
1: You know what's crazy? I, I see the similarities. You know, I think it's more like Kobe. I think Kyrie is more like Kobe though. I think just because he's so skilled and he like he like remixed Kobe's thing. Like he got all the turnarounds and his finishing is crazy, but he also has this impeccable handle that is ridiculous. But I do see, I mean, you see it like Devin Booker in the finals. He wore, the actually throughout the whole playoffs, he wore the same shoes every game. And it was Kobe's. He only wears Kobe's. A.D. Kobe's. Like, definitely because of the mid-range game, it reminds me of Kobe. I think, uh, and, you know, shout out to L.A. native, DeMar DeRozan. I think DeMar is up there, too, when it comes to, like, their games and how they play replicates Kobe.
2: So I think Kyrie, D. Book, and DeRozan, and DeMar... (laughs) Yeah. like the rose and his footwork if you like put his footwork and Kobe's footwork side by side they're pretty much similar it's yeah kind of scary,
1: and and d books man d book is a, is a mid-range guru like he'll just navigate around that mid-range get get a little open and, and elevate over it does like that type of game i love it like it doesn't matter about who's guarding me or how or if you got lost, or the, it doesn't matter about the screen. I'm gonna shoot with this hand. Like I know you've seen the picture, like Shane Battier with his hand just mm-hmm. like this, on, and Kobe ain't flinch or nothing. Just straight up, and it's butter. And I'm sure that hurts for defenders because it's like I'm I'm in the man' face. You know, it's not about that. It's not about getting an open shot off a off a triple screen. It's about it. Don't matter how good you play. It don't matter. I'm getting this bucket no matter what you do. Foul me. It doesn't matter. And one.
2: Yo, I was at the Garden that night Kobe put up 61, and, like, nobody wanted to guard him after he after he had, like, 27 in the first quarter or the second quarter or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. man. I mean, like, I mean, how, how could you want to guard that? Yeah. Sometimes, too, like, Kobe would get in the zone where it's just like, you know, it, it, there's nothing you can do as a human being because he's not even human right now. He's, like, on another planet. So you can do everything you want. You can try to foul this, man. It doesn't matter you know not hit it, man.
2: That's the worst part of playing at MSG. Like that's my hometown <laughs> arena, but like everybody's just hyped up to like you know ha- to have a good game here. So yeah, it's a blessing and a curse.
1: For real, not for real. Just that that yeah. stigma of the garden, man. Is is and you also like you got to get off the garden. Spike Lee right there talking trash.
2: All right, man. So before we go, I want to play start bench cut with you. Like I'll just name you. Three things and you tell me if you're gonna start it, bench it, or cut it. Okay. So we're gonna start with joy. <laughs> I'm scared. All right. So we got the joy one, the five, or the thirteen. Everything OG.
1: You gotta start the ones. Damn, the 13s and the fives. That's a hard one. Damn, that's a hard one, G. Damn. <laughs> I, if I have the answer, I gotta say start the ones. bench the 13s, cut the fives, man. And honestly, I don't even want to say cut the fives, but I got to. Like, I, I like, cause mm. then I couldn't say I cut the 13s, man. So I always have to buy a gun in my head. We gotta bench the 13s, we gotta cut the 5s. But on the next year tryouts, the 5s is gonna mm. play on the team.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what's crazy about the ones is like one of the most uncomfortable joints, cause it was the first ones. Yeah, not, of course. But um, aesthetically it looks good, but like to play in it, that shit is hard, man.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, ah, man. <laughs> uh, man, wait, let me change that back, man. Uh, best of the, Mr. the fives cut the <laughs> five 13, man. Ah, 13s I see you next year. You on JV right now varsity next year. All
2: right. The next one is kind of hard too. <laughs>
1: uh, check out. All
2: right. So everybody in a prime, everybody on the Lakers, we got Shaq, LeBron, Kobe. <laughs> Oh God. Well, start
1: Kobe. That's the goat. You got to, so -hmm. that's already, that's already done. Damn, man. These are great ones. These are great ones. Cause Shaq is the most dominant force that we've ever seen ever. But LeBron James is also the best basketball player that we've ever seen. So I'm going to have to say, and sorry, sorry, shout out Shaq. One of the greatest players of all time. No one could ever replicate the stuff that he's done. He's definitely in my top five when it comes to centers and stuff. I put him above like. Just to have on my team, I put him above, like, Kareem and all that stuff. I love how I'm giving a disclaimer before I cut him. <laughs> but, but, you know, what been the best big man of all time. But at the start being bench burn. We got, we got to cut Diesel. We got to cut Shaq Diesel, man. And you
2: know what's crazy about Shaq? If Shaq had Kobe's demeanor, dude could have been the greatest player of all time. Oh,
1: yeah, and he said that in an interview with Kobe. He was like, man. And that's why Kobe was always so mad at him because he's like, man, do you see how great you are? What if you worked out a little bit? It's
0: like, crazy, yeah, you man.
1: average 30 in the finals, but what if you hit 10 free throws? Because all they're doing is following you the whole game. So if you worked on your free throws, you could average 50. You could be the best player of all time. But hey, and he would say that. He was like, what? Summer, I ain't trying to, you know, I've been getting beat up all, all year. I'm trying to have pina coladas in the Virgin Islands. And Kobe's like, I hear you, but like, I don't hear you, you know? Like, I hear you, but I don't. Because I'm working so hard, so I don't hear you.
2: All right, the next one, we're starting off with your boy, Dwight Howard. Okay. Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel.
1: Okay, okay. Eddie Jones was one of my favorite players before Kobe. He was like the kind of pre-Kobe that played the same position. High flyer, because shoe got handled. So I have to say, start Eddie Jones, bench Nick, Nick Van Exel. I have to cut you, Dwight. I'm sorry, dog. That's all love, but. You know, those are, those, are, those are Laker OGs. Like, I got, Nick Van Exel, mm-hmm. I got a Nick Van Exel and an Eddie Jones shirt. Mitchell and Ness vintage.
2: Like, that was the I've, original. I've been looking for a Nick Van Exel um, champion jersey. Like, the OG one from back in the day. I can't find that shit. Yeah, that
1: number nine. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. Uh, who did I see who had that on the other day? Damn, I forgot, but somebody had that on the other day. It was, like, in the other week, actually. And I was like, yo, that jersey is crazy. Like, so them the OG jerseys is O D. Like and somebody else had an Eddie Jones judging with that six on there, and it's like, who's number six? Is that Bron? No, it's Eddie Jones. Learn your history. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> those are flexes. You know, those are flexes when you wear the bench and stuff. And they're like, man, Axel, who's number nine? I'm like, what? Is that Rhonda? I'm like, man, honestly, so don't talk to me. Basically, cool.
2: Because you don't really know who. <laughs>
1: All
2: right. So the last one for the Lakers, we got a few OGs and. A current player, so we're gonna start out with ad kareem or will
1: okay this is this is easy but in a sad way i would have to i would have to start kareem because statistically he like the best player ever we gonna bench will because he was doing things that nobody else could do he was like averaging he like picked things to average he was uh one of my best friends shout out my homie Jacob has it his grandfather's walt has so he played with wilt and he was like, he used to pick out. Okay, hey, this season I'm gonna lead it in, in rebounds. This season I'm gonna lead in assists. This season I'm gonna lead in points. So if you go look at his stats, those were like he could decide to do what he wanted to. That's how much of a hold he had. And I gotta cut AD because I mean, like, it ain't his fault, but he just injury prone. to I me. Mean, he wouldn't even be able to play. Like, you know what I'm
0: saying? True. <laughs> True. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, I love you, AD for real, man. Hey, <laughs> you now I got, I got, right. Wil- Wil- Kareem gonna play. They gonna.
2: Especially Will. He's going to play on the court and off the court.
1: And off the court.
2: <laughs> Putting up numbers everywhere.
1: You know what I'm saying? Numbers, too. Shooting all types of shots from half, step back, <laughs> with the dunking run, All types of shots. Shooting every type of shot.
2: Alright, so, the last one is is 90's um, shows. So, we're going to okay. start off. Ooh. I'm not going to put the Fresh Prince in there cause
1: I can't, <laughs> I, 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 I don't oh, want to mess off, up your check. Oh, just, just off of GP. I would just have to put it first. I'd like, I don't even care what the other ones are, but we'll go ahead. <laughs> All right.
2: So we got Martin family matters yeah. a different world.
1: Okay. Um, uh, that's also extremely hard, but you didn't know this, but fresh Prince is like my favorite show. But, um, mm-hmm. Martin actually is my favorite show, like. That, like Martin and Fresh Prince simultaneously, like I watched them back to back. Martin, because of like the comedy, like that physical type of comedy, um, I uh, I would definitely say Martin is a start. Like that's one of my favorite shows ever. Um, actually, you know, you know, A Different World was the spin-off of Cosby show and, and it was all in a way like, it, it, it meant a lot to me, you know, the show. So I would say a different world. I also work with Sinbad uh, on the rail show. So I have to say that, and I have to cut family matters not because it's a bad show or anything, just because I have to cut something.
2: <laughs> you know. So we gonna a, cut
1: family matters. I love you, Urkel.
2: A different world. They had a lot of sneaker fanatics on that show too. And they did yeah, a lot man. for culture.
1: Like Dwayne Wayne, like all, all those characters yeah. are iconic, man. And in, and in Family Matters, it you know, obviously those characters are also iconic, but also fashion tip type stuff. You know, it goes to a different world, you know, with the glasses, the flip-up glasses, the shorts, the high top, you know, the fives with the high socks, little fanny pack going. It's like, we still rock that, that type of stuff. So fashion-wise, yeah. And then Martin, you know, when it comes to, like, my idols, Martin is one of my idols, especially for, like, physical comedy. So, like, I study him. So that's, like, one of my favorite shows that I can... And also, it's just so funny, dude. Martin is... Martin is, you know, Martin is Martin. Mm-hmm.
2: Yo, i probably seen them episodes like a hundred times already by now. 300 times, just...
1: 300, 300 times.
2: Yeah, And it still feels like the first time.
1: Every time. So that and Fresh Prince are just like that where it's like, yeah. I can turn it on and it's on and I've seen the episode a hundred times and I'm accidentally watching it. Accidentally, like I'm trying to be on my phone and stuff, but because of the dialogue and how good it is, I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about, it. you know what I'm saying? Like. I do the same exact, same exact thing with Martin, man, especially with my favorite episodes that I've seen a hundred times. I like keep mm-hmm. watching them and keep watching them. So yeah, man, I'll have to go Martin, different world. And then we're gonna have to, uh, we have to cut family matters. Shout out to Jaleel white though. I just saw him the other day. It's actually the homie.
2: <laughs> he pushing that OG Urkel. I heard now I had to go see him for
1: that. Uh, the, 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 the reboot.
2: <laughs> Nada. Oh, the. <no.
1: laughs> oh that's OD I didn't even know he was doing that that's hard though, yeah, yeah. Sure. same with same with AI too AI is pushing that Iverson that Iverson pack <laughs> and it's and it's fire I done hit it I was fired
2: All right, man um I want to thank you for joining me today you know I I really have fun with this um episode like do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on
1: I got some stuff that's coming out I can't I gotta keep it under wraps right now but if you want to, uh, and, and just keep in touch with me, follow me on IG, that's jordan.l.jones. And then follow me on Twitter, jordanljones underscore. And I'll keep everybody updated on your know, current project. I got some stuff coming out, so be on the lookout, but you know, it's kinda under wraps. Right now.
2: And anytime you wanna catch this fade in 2K or in real life, I'm here, man. Here
1: here, here they go, man. It's always, we always, <laughs> always gonna end the interview with dude talking to about 2K. <laughs> like, I'm not the real one. Like, that's crazy, dog. What you got, PS5? What you got? PlayStation. You got PlayStation? All right, bet. All right, bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we gonna tap in, bro. Yeah, but like I said, follow, right. hey, follow my <laughs> IG, DM me, bro. Oh yeah, we gonna get that game going. Cause you know, I, I don't take kindly to, to the trash talk. I don't, I don't take it lightly. I don't, <laughs> I don't take it lightly, Jay. Yeah, we gonna get that going.
2: All right, man. Thanks again for Same your time, man.
1: man. Absolutely, man. You, you too, it. man. Take care.